Hello and welcome to the Do The Dang Thing podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Fleeman. This is our third episode and I'm so excited to be recording this. This episode is all about the fear of failure. And I think the fear of failure is one of the, if not the biggest thing that holds us back from chasing our dreams and from doing the dang thing. So we are going to dive right into it, why it's important, why fear of failure is actually something that can benefit us and kind of how to get through it and the mindset to carry on through it and things like that. So let's dive into this episode and just get started. So what is the fear of failure? Fear of failure is just what it says. It is truly the fear of failing. And I think the root of that is you have this dream that you're so excited about and you're finally wanting to take the steps to kind of pursue it. But there's that little like, voice in your head it's like oh what if you fail like what if this happens what if what if what if and it seriously can hold you back from it because either a you've told all these people that you love or even just like put it out on social media i don't know you put it out there and you're so like scared of it just all falling apart and not going the way you expected it to go but all these people know so then it kind of circles back to the fear of judgment one big circle of feelings. <laughs> and truly, the fear of failure is something that can benefit you. I know you might be like, Rachel, how the heck is that supposed to benefit me? Like failing, like that is terrifying. And it is terrifying, especially like I said, when it's something as big as your dreams, something that you've had picture perfect in your head for so long, for as long as you can remember, the idea of going for it and finally having the guts to do it and then it all just crumbling down is is literally terrifying it is terrifying because not only do you put all your time and energy and effort into this but like i said that is something that you've had envisioned for so long so the idea of it all just falling apart is is scary now the fear of failure it can be helpful when you think about it like big picture no matter what it is that you've done in life or started something new stepping out of your comfort zone there's always been a time that you failed at it first. I mean, you have to fail to succeed at something. You're gonna fail at it. I mean, I don't mean to sugarcoat it or anything, but you are gonna fail. <laughs> Whether that's a big fail or a small fail or all the fails in between, you're gonna fail at it at some point. And when you think about, like, take a step back. Remember when you were younger and you were learning to ride a bike? How many times did you fall off your bike before you finally got it? And once you finally got it, soon enough you were doing it one-handed or no hands, you were standing up while doing it, you were doing tricks on it, whatever. But it took you those amounts of times that you fell down, but the point is you got up and you tried again. And that's the same thing with your dreams. And I mean, riding a bike obviously is something smaller, it's not so public and it's not maybe your dream, but you fail before you succeed. Think about when you're cooking and you're trying a new recipe or baking or something. You probably are not going to get the recipe spot on the first time you do it. And honestly, maybe you mess it up to a point where it turns out better than it originally should have been. And then that's like your, your secret recipe. It has your little twist on it. And so you created something even better out of something that was supposed to be something new. Like you took your own twist on it. And so you can envision that way. When you are chasing your dreams, it's not going to go exactly how you planned it to be. I, it is not. Um, there are going to be twists and turns and roadblocks and we kind of talked about this last week how mindset and just in general when you're going for it, it isn't going to turn out how you exactly picture it because 
everything, I mean, like I said, everything happens for a reason in the previous episode, and you just gotta learn to let life go the way it's gonna go. It's not always gonna go the way you planned it to be, and that's okay, but it always happens for a specific reason. So that recipe that you messed up, well, you messed up and maybe it turned out better than it was supposed to be, now you have a secret recipe that's super popular and everybody loves and everybody wants to know the recipe. Maybe you started a business out of it because that recipe was just so amazing. I don't know why I'm using recipes. I'm not the best cook, but <laughs> it's just something that you, I mean, may have done a different way than what was supposed to be done and it turned out even better than it was before. And the point of that is you failed first. You failed the recipe or you failed falling on your bike or whatever it is, you are going to fail. It's just inevitable. And the whole point of this is you have to learn to take the failure as a lesson, kind of as like a blessing in disguise. When you're failing something, it's trying to teach you something. It's teaching you what not to do next time. And the key words is next time. It's teaching you how to grow. So yeah, nowadays when I'm doing stuff, I like chasing dreams, like this podcast, for example, I feel like when I started the podcast, I had the fear of failure too. Like, what if nobody listens? What if nobody cares? Like, what if, what if, what if, what if? And I was going through this whole cycle again. And I remember the night I announced it, I was like, Rachel, even if I'm helping one person or even if one person listens to the podcast and um, it helps motivate them to do the next thing or whatever, chase their dreams or inspires them in any, any way, even if it's just a little itty bit, then that that's the goal that's the end goal i don't think the fear of failure is something that you necessarily overcome it's something that's gonna stick with you throughout your life i think your overall view of it can change and become better and you can view it instead of as a negative thing more as a positive thing you're gonna fail why not just kind of i think not hurry up the process but let's fail so you can learn from it and grow from it Take a step back and write down everything that you are scared of failing. Literally make a list of the things that, of your fears of failures. <laughs> what failures are you so scared of? Now go through your list and look at each one and kind of ask yourself how you would feel if that failure happened and what do you think you could gain from it? And some of your failures, you won't be able to know what you're gaining from it until it actually happens, but make the list. I guess for my, one of my examples, I always got asked, when I opened the storefront, I had a few interviews and stuff from local news stations, and a question that was commonly asked was about failure and like what I was scared of or how I failed when starting the store. And I kind of like stopped and was like, um, I don't, I don't know, because there wasn't any like, giant things that stuck out to me when I opened the storefront. I was blessed enough to not have any huge things, but I had also had my business for a year then, and um, I had failed plenty of other times before that. Even when I first started my business, I bought way too much inventory, and that's something that people do. I bought way too many blanks. I, I guess I overestimated it, and that's something a lot of business owners do when they first start out, is they overbuy a ton of stuff. Um, and then they're stuck with all this inventory. Luckily, a lot of mine were just blanks for t-shirts, so I could kind of add designs on them and change them up and things like that. I also quickly learned that I did not like the original brand of t-shirt that I had, and I had all this inventory of it, but I simply hated the brand. I didn't like the way the t-shirt felt. I didn't want my quality from my brand to be associated with it, and that sounds so bad, but I hated it. The brand I use now, people love, and I get comments on it. 
it was a loss at the beginning. And at the the loss at the beginning, looking back, that was a huge loss for me because just starting out, I drained my bank account to start my business. I didn't have much, okay? I was a college student. I think I had just quit my job because there was COVID and everything. So I quit my job at a grocery store and I just was like, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. And so, I mean, buying an iPad, buying a Cricut, buying all the tools to start the business, buying the app, buying the pencil, buying the case, buying the sticker material, buying all of the vinyl, buying, like there, the list goes on and on and on and on. And then you have all these little things and the little things add up. I like drained it. And so nowadays if I look at that I'm like that wasn't a huge loss but to me back then that was a huge thing I was like oh my gosh I invested so much money into this and so I guess that was like my big kicker with the fear of failure as I was like no you go as you go and so quickly all my stuff became made to order because I didn't want to be stuck with all this inventory and I kept creating new things which was awesome I you you live and you learn again that was a failure and it was a failure right away and it wasn't something that I wanted to admit to people because I was like ooh, I don't know you want to you want to feel like you know what you're doing even though I had no clue what I was doing I nobody in my family has a business nobody that I knew had a business and also I didn't really want to ask people for help that was something that I still sometimes struggle with. I didn't want anybody to help me. I wanted to do it on my own. And even when I was like making orders and stuff, like I still wanted to do it on my own. Eventually, when we had like pop-ups and bigger events, I let like my friend Sophie help. Um, And she came over and we had a lot of late nights and I had other friends that would come over and just like help make the shirts and do all that kind of stuff. And eventually I opened up to letting people help me more, but you can ask, any of my friends too. I was so closed off. I did not want their help. And I feel like part of that looking back and kind of like, I guess, assessing it is I was so scared of failing in some way, shape or form. And I didn't want them to see it. And I mean, that sounds so like now it sounds so stupid. Like, obviously I'm going to fail. It's a new thing. I've never done it before. It's out of my comfort zone. Of course I'm going to fail at some point in time. And now when I fail, I look at it as, okay, What can I gain from it? What did I learn? What am I going to do differently next time? So when I was getting the question, like when I opened the store, what did I fail at? It was hard because I, I mean, obviously I didn't know there was a lot of change in my business when I started the storefront. I had a bigger grasp, like idea of what to carry for inventory because I've been in business for a while and I had kind of known like how much to get and things like that. And as I've gone on, it's obviously grown. So I've been able to kind of keep track of it that way. Um, But one of my biggest things and this one, this was the biggest kicker and it sounds so like stupid and silly looking back on it. But so this area that I'm in right now is like the dressing room area. And I had this whole vision for it because we have our accent wall, which you guys can't see, but there's an accent wall on one wall. I have my mirror right here. And originally I was gonna have a couch here. And then I changed it to tables and I was like, oh, I'll put a little side table, then we'll have the mirrors and all of that. And when we originally were getting stuff and I ended up buying mirrors and there were two different mirrors. One was like a giant mirror, probably made for a bathroom. It was from Home Depot. It was a frameless mirror. And we were gonna hang that on one wall because my dressing rooms, so the there's like makeshift walls and it's basically like two doors that are together and they're, they're like, but they're hollow inside. So they're, they're like anchored and everything, but the doors themselves are hollow. So I can't really hang anything on them because it just, it wouldn't work. 
And so one of the one one of the rooms is in like a corner. So we have a wall and then there's the back walls, but there's hooks on those walls. So I couldn't use those for mirrors. And so for one I had a wall mirror and the other one I had a stand-up mirror. The stand-up mirror was absolute junk. It was way too much money too. I think it was like $80 and it was just junk. It was wobbly and it wasn't the color I wanted. Like it was just a black one. And then the other one didn't have a frame, but it was giant. And I was like, how am I even gonna hang this on the wall? And then I had this rug and this rug has like, it's already made to kind of look dirty, which is what I like about it. Cause once the winter hits here, it's gonna get dirty real quick, but it's like a pink blush, but it also has like a dirty look to it. If you want to see pictures or videos, go look on my, uh, ring company Instagram there's some there and then these chairs I bought on Facebook marketplace and they're kind of like the blue in my brand colors kind of they're like a gray blue and then I was gonna get pillows for them but at the time when we got everything unloaded here so I had the wacky mirror the stand-up mirror and then the chairs but I didn't have pillows I didn't have a side table we still didn't have the shower curtains um, yet or anything like that and I remember, and we took a step back, I was just, I felt like so defeated. Like my opening was a week, maybe two weeks away. This was the stuff I kind of put off because we still, it took way longer to paint than we expected um, and to get everything else done that needed to be done. It took a lot longer. And I just felt so like defeated. I was like, this looks so just, not what I envisioned, not what I had pictured, and I hated it. I honestly hated it. I was like, this is not what I wanted. This doesn't look cute. This looks just thrown together. It looks, it was nothing like I had envisioned. I have invested so much time and energy for months getting this store ready, and this was the space I was most excited for because there was the accent wall. This was kind of like the hangout area, and I felt like I had rushed so many of my design decisions I guess for it like the chairs were just a rough decision because if you know Facebook marketplace you have to jump on those deals or they're gonna be gone like you don't get any two seconds to think about it because if you want it you gotta get it or it's gone like I said it sounds silly and kind of stupid but to me I was like this my storefront isn't that big it is not that big and I wanted the section to be super cute and fun and inviting and things like that and it just wasn't it and so the next day, my cousin Ellie, who has been in some of my YouTube vlogs, she'll be on the podcast eventually, but she doesn't like shopping. She hates shopping and I love shopping. And I was like, I need to get stuff done. And so her and I went and she kept me very in line for things I needed to get. I needed two mirrors. I returned both the mirrors. So we returned the mirrors, went and looked for new mirrors. I needed stools. I wanted stools for the uh, place mirrors shower curtains and then pillows for the thing and then like a little side table so that was our goal I was not expecting to get everything I was not expecting to find honestly really anything because I had already looked at places over and over and over again and nowhere had mirrors and if they did they only had one and it was just a whole thing and we knocked it out I will tell you going shopping with somebody who hates shopping they will make you go lickety split and they will make you get what you need to get and get out and she did just that. So we literally got everything in two stores and we were in and out like that. When we set everything up, I remember I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, like everything is actually coming together and all of that. And I was just so happy. So I guess long story short, that's kind of my fail. And it wasn't a big fail, but to me, 
it was like things don't go as you planned them. Like it still doesn't look how I expected it and envisioned it to look, but it looks a lot better than it did when I just threw things together randomly. For me, the lesson was don't rush things. And if you're gonna rush things, make sure you actually like them before buying them and not just settling for something because there's always something else out there. So yeah, that was kind of like my bigger last minute business fail. Like I said, the store in itself kind of took longer to open than I wanted it to um, by like two weeks. But also I was kind of, I had help painting every now and then. Um, but for the majority of the days, I was here painting alone and the nights I'd have family and friends come over and help paint, which was awesome. And it was so fun to have that kind of extra bonding time with them. I didn't really know what to expect. And so I really was kind of expecting the unexpected. I knew I was going to fail at some point. I knew something wasn't going to go right. You kind of just, that's kind of just how life goes, honestly. That's what I've learned. The point of this is when you're starting a business, you're going to fail. When you're chasing your dreams, you're gonna fail. Because not all of your dreams are starting businesses, I know. You are probably absolutely terrified to fail. And you are gonna fail, but you're gonna learn a lot from it. And honestly, something I always hear is like, you can't change if you stay in your comfort zone. Like, why? who wants to stay in your comfort zone? That's so boring. Change is scary. And you're gonna fail, but you're also gonna succeed. And those good times are gonna make up for all the bad times. And those good times and those good highs are what makes it all worth it. So yes, there's more we can obviously dive into the fear of failure. Um, maybe I will look and see about getting some people on here um, on the podcast who have failed or who have the fear of failure and talk about their fear of, fear of failure and how they overcame it and things like that. And I don't think you ever fully overcome it. Cause like I said, when I started this podcast, I was scared. I don't know why I was scared. I already have a YouTube channel. I already have the business. I already have all this other stuff, but I absolutely love recording and filming and doing and editing and doing all that stuff, it brings me so much joy. So overall, I want you to do the exercise and write down, and if you have multiple dreams, write down what's holding you back from each one. What failures are holding you back? What thoughts and ideas or what is holding you back from chasing your dreams? Then write if you can control it. Also go through and ask yourself like, what what would happen? Like what's the worst thing that would happen if I failed at this thing. So like go through your failures and be like, okay, if I failed at this, what's the worst thing that's gonna happen? Am I gonna feel a little embarrassed? Am I gonna feel this? Am I, is like, what is the worst thing that'll happen? Yeah, just kind of go through your list and honestly see and do the dang thing. Like you have one life. Don't, don't get to the end of it and look back and wish that you had gone for it and wish that you had chased it. Because if you fail, you're gonna have fun stories. There's that one song called 100 Bad Days by AJR. In it, it's like 100 Bad Days made 100 Good Stories or something like that. And that's true. Like 100 Bad Fails, 100 Fails is going to make 100 Good Stories. Just like the one I told you. I don't know how good that was, but <laughs> but it was a story. And now I have it. And it's something that I've learned from and I've grown from. And I've learned to not put so much freaking pressure on myself for something and that it'll all come together in the end and you just got to trust the process of it. So that wraps up this episode of the Do the, Dang, Do the Dang Thing podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, be sure to follow on whatever platform you're listening on and screenshot this episode and share it on your story and tag me so I can personally thank you. It truly means the absolute world to me. Um, you are making my dreams come true right now by listening to this. So thank you for that. Next week, we are going to dive into how to push yourself and actually like go for it. And we're gonna kind of dabble in self-care, self-love, why that's important, 
when chasing your dreams and kind of believing in yourself and being enough for yourself. So that is it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you next week. Bye.